Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, welcome back to the Out of Spec podcast. I have with me Kyle, Mike, and Forrest is back on the show. Of course, I'm Jordan. And uh, we're going to talk about some of the things we've been driving and some of the things we'd like to drive. And there's even a bit of news snippets in the show notes tonight. Uh, but first of all, um, Ford Maverick, I just that's fresh on my mind. Um, I don't know how much time you spent with the Forrest, but I, I mean, okay, it's not the most exciting thing ever. But then you look at the price tag and you're like, what else can you buy for that price? that is that good and i think the answer is nothing maybe if you're looking at the new market at least um because it was insane and of course i did 37 to 40 mpg depending on if you believe the car or the pump on the highway which is incredible and then the city's even more than that so i was pretty floored kyle was floored i mean kyle you called me like right after you got it and you're like this thing's great (laughs) (laughs) which to be fair i do get very excited about a lot of the cars that we review because i love cars but this is beyond my love of weird and interesting cars this actually can help people and it's going to transform america i'm saying it right now (laughs) america is a strong place because of the ford maverick Future, future America will look back and be like, modern America was built on the back of the Ford Maverick. I genuinely <laughs> you know believe it has the potential to do that. In the bed of the Ford Maverick. Well, also possible. <laughs> yeah, the bed has a 110 outlet, which means you can run a company off of the Ford Maverick. You just plug your laptop in. Back in America. America right here. <laughs> you have a yeah. Wi-Fi connection. Yeah, have you uh, done anything with it? Oh, it has a hotspot you... built in, Mike, so you're good. See? Even better. it's amazing so can we let's just talk the value 19.9 starting price that's a fake number because you got to spend destination anyway so it's like 21 grand pretty much by the time you're into this thing Uh, but 21 grand for a relatively comfortable five-seat vehicle that gets over 40 mpg in the city that looks pretty good has led headlights has 
Copilot 360 optional, which is lane centering. It has, uh, what else does it have? A whole bunch of stuff. And oh, by the way, it has a pickup bed in the back of it that you can put stuff in. Like insane, insane value. And the XLT trim we had was like an extra three or four grand on top of the base one. And it had the best interior of any car I've ever reviewed. Yep, worth it. It's Kyle, one I have a question. Go ahead. Go ahead. A question for Kyle. Okay. Do you think you would go hybrid setup every time or would you even bother with the 2.0? No, I want nothing to do with the 2.0. I'll tell you why. I've driven <laughs> it and it's so laggy. It's certainly quick and like it's an extra three or it's not much. It's only like two grand for the for the turbo, but then it's an additional three grand for all wheel drive. So you're into this thing for like five thousand dollars. And honestly, the hybrid had plenty of power, even up here in elevation. I thought the CVT was really well-tuned, and you just can't ignore that efficiency. Also, like, this truck was kind of nice because we had to, like, wait for the dinner reservations to open up one night. So we, like, idled in it for 45 minutes. And out of that 45 minutes, I think the combustion engine on was for, like, two of them. It was amazing. Jeez. Um, Great To answer Jordan's question. You mentioned about me having it. I had it for three days and then I had to send it back because I had the 2.0 turbo and it was making weird noises. Oh, no. Yeah, <laughs> oh, no. I don't think that's a great powertrain. I've driven it in Bronco Sport and I forget mm-hmm. what else, but other things. I'm just not loving that two liter EcoBoost. It's laggy. It's it must have but it must have gone downhill because I had a two liter EcoBoost in my 2014 Escape, which I thought was great. But I've heard mixed things on the new ones, especially from you guys. I haven't driven the new iteration, um, but yeah, the hybrid I think is absolutely the way to go. I don't know why you would consider anything else. We had the spec: you get hybrid XLT. I would option the glass roof and Copilot 360, which we didn't have, um, which would be like an extra two grand, but I think worth it. Uh, and then I would find someone who's bought an XL and swap their steel wheels with the nicer wheels. See, and then- I've steelies yeah i've i've thought about it i've <laughs> built mine on the configurator i would buy the xlt because this is one of the few cars where i would choose a lower trim because of how the interior looks and feels i like the xlt trim better than the lariat as they far shouldn't as the have interior. even put leather in the lariat why did they even make that car i don't know it, it just maverick doesn't speak really lariat the, the, the oh yeah the lariat never mind i thought you said yeah, XLT. Yeah. i was like that didn't have leather no, no, no. Ma- Maverick doesn't need a Lariat trim. That's not the people who are buying this. It's the truck of the people. Um, and, you know, the only downside to the XLT is you can't get the Bang and Olufsen sound system. I would just replace all that anyways. Because um, that was one of my weird complaints that I wouldn't have known normally is as a passenger in the back seat, which, by the way, I felt fine leg room wise. But the speaker in the back is right next to the passenger's headroom. Kyle had the volume at like two. And I was like, I can't hear you. It's in my ears. Why are you so loud? And then I looked back and the speaker grill is ear <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, it's like a boombox on my shoulder. I don't so want we, that. I put the, the level all the way frontwards on the, the fader. And then even then it was like, oh, full front felt about right. Yeah, full front still keeps the rear speakers on, and it was perfect. So that's what that's the hack right there. Um, but yeah, I love the quirky interior. The cloth seats are really nice, nice and dual two tone. You have the cool two tone effect from the like orange accents, and then the rest of the black and blue interior, the gray bits that are sort of textured. Uh, I'm a huge fan, and I would I decided I would keep the XLT wheels, 
but also get steelies and those would be my snow tire setup for the winters because you can't get all-wheel drive in the hybrid which i think is one downside really so everyone thinks it's a downside and yeah maybe but like how much would all-wheel drive really help you because it's I, not going to help you in stopping and steering and it's only going to help you with accelerating and if and there's not much weight over the rear of this thing anyway so yeah. on, on that note hurt. i think there there are too many people who are buying cars and selecting all-wheel drive and the filters that don't need it there yep. is oh, there is a sure. subset of people who really do get get what they need out of it like they need four-wheel drive or all-wheel drive but that is very minimal it's kind of like the people who think they need 400 miles on charge when in their day-to-day life they only need like six they go two miles down the street (laughs) (laughs) i won't buy an electric car till it does a thousand miles (laughs) yeah but i don't know it's great truck Uh, of course we we did a slight uptrade today for the eqs um slightly different (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's probably it's a lot bigger i'm sure (laughs) eqs felt like a cruise ship and you know what i forgot is uh i've spent probably over a thousand miles in eqs something like that love the eqs not from a design perspective but from a driving perspective it's just so comfortable but it has so much rear steer and the, there actually is a lot of metal behind the wheels that you get tail swing and you kind of have to be mindful, especially if you've parallel parked in a spot, <laughs> like get the car moving before you crank it because you'll nick the back of the car or the rear wheels. And it's a very weird way to train the brains. There is a mode called snow chain mode in an EQS, which who's putting snow chains on an EQS? <laughs> but really what it does is it just turns rear steering off. And I found... When parallel parking or in tight spaces, like when I'm like this close to a car, that helps it from not swinging around as much. Yeah. yeah. So we'll be talking more about the EQS, you know, next week after we've had it. But Maverick, I'd still like to state I'd buy amazing. EQS. I like them. So yeah, it is a good car EQS, for Mike. Mike. <laughs> Mike's and this an EQS is a very owner. Mike spec. This has the oh, I saw. options, Burmester, silver, yes. big wheels. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Put it outside. <laughs> uh, Forrest, what have you been driving lately that stuck out? I mean, I know you drive a lot, but has anything has anything been amazing and terrible? Or oh dude. Okay, you know what I, you know what I wasn't super excited about nine eleven GTS. Uh, which one did you have? You had the Targa or? No, not the Targa. Just the um, I'm sure the Targa would have been really cool. Yeah, but it was just the coupe nine eleven nine nine two GTS. It was super expensive for what you were getting, dude. Like for maybe five grand more than the spec I had, you can get like a GT three. I mean, base GT three, but still GT three, mm-hmm. and. Uh, so like the suspension, cause, cause I just filmed the GT3 at the Porsche experience center in LA. Yeah. What'd you think of that? Dude, it's great. It's phenomenal. What and experience center, it's wild, right? It's very hard to film there. Yes. Very hard to film there because I thought like, you're always under the impression when they're like, Hey, we'll let you film this car there that they'll sort of like carve out this separate experience for you, which is, which is like not the case. There's like other people there doing their thing too. So that was kind of hard to work with because you, you kind of have to stay within their guidelines and their rules. And there's like lots of shots that you want to get that you can't. 
but either way, um, the experience was really great. We got to just hammer the GT3 around the little circuit. It's almost like a go-kart track, like really tight. Um, but there's like one long straight that really lets you get up to like almost 70 miles an hour. Um, but the car handles great, dude. I mean, lots of grip all the way around. Um, just great engine, great transmission. And the way it's set up, like the way it's dampened, it's not like super harsh. It just feels really good. And so it's funny because I'm just like, dude, the GT3 was more comfortable than the GTS. The GTS is like super hard. Interesting. That's not yeah. really typical of GTS, though. GTS no, has no. always been like a little bit more of an enthusiast spec. It's basically been the optioned up Carrera S with all the stuff, with a power kit. Um, and usually not that much suspension changes. But I'm curious if you thought the GT3 was smoother just because you were on the prepped smooth surface or if you really did feel like the GT3 was more compliant. Because I haven't driven either car, any not 992. No. So like – there were sections of the road that were like kind of bumpy. Like, so, I mean, even taking it like on rumble strips, there was this part where we did a launch that was like more concrete like, and it was, it was pretty reminiscent of some of the roads I drove on around uh, where I live. And dude, I don't know. Like, I mean, obviously on the, on a smooth highway, GTS is fine, but once you start getting on like any sort of imperfections in the road, it just rides super rough. But this new GTS for the 992, I guess they, sort of dialed it up a bit. They wanted it to be more to, than just like uh, a sporty trim level. They wanted to actually have some like substance to it where it's like, hey, you can get this if you don't want to get a GT3 or like a Turbo Ash or something crazy. Um, but dude, it was like 160, the one I had spec'd out. And I was like, dude, that's so much money. And it was like, I mean, the zero to 60 was pretty quick. The horsepower was fine. It's a great launch. But then once you're like, moving and then you like get on it it's like it's quick it's fast it's just not like as fast as you would want for hundred and sixty thousand dollars yeah you feel like you're leaving something on the table for the money so yeah comes the big question because I, as you guys know i'm in the market for a porsche and it's going to take a little while to come here gt3 or tycon sport turismo gts tycon yeah, I would say Tycon. Tycon. Dude. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, honestly, dude, Porsche did such an incredible job with the Tycon, dude. The GTS was like yeah, especially so memorable to me. I haven't – I've never driven the GTS. Uh, Jordan got to do that. So I, I don't really know because if I go off the Cross Turismo, it's good, but it wasn't that special. And I, I had the 4 and the Turbo Cross Turismos, both of which are pretty luxury spec cars. And I've driven like really hardcore Turbo S's that are yeah. insane. Um, but I wonder if that GTS gives you that real hardcore feeling. I think it was no. perfect. I think like GTS is what Porsche advertises. The uh, Sport Turismo GTS Taycan is what Porsche advertises GTS to be, where it's the crux of the everyday driver, but also I want to track this. Yeah. It can do both. Sure, there's things that are better than it. Like if you just want to drive across the country, take an Audi RS e-tron GT. I mean, that one felt more soft a bit. The GTS had a bit more firm suspension. Nothing you couldn't live with. It's still much softer than my car. Um, but it, and it also has the performance you needed. Like I feel like if I had a Taycan Cross Turismo 4, like the one we had, it was just a bit too slow for me. GTS was the perfect level of spice 
And it's not the level of like the plaid where it ruins spice for you and you no longer can taste spiciness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Plaid is like so much. Dude. And like the the 911 GTS I had was like the same price as a as a Tycon GTS. And I was like, dude, like obviously they're very different cars, but I'd still take Tycon GTS without any question all day that long. That's amazing to hear. Yeah, I mean, I, I, that, I'm I, so glad because I'm excited about the Tycon, of course. But I do think, oh, for this much money, there's a lot of other cars I could be going for. But I think what we have this unique history with Tycon and, and it kind of fits with the story um, for, for the out-of-spec side to get the car. But um, It's the one CCS a- car I would buy. It's the, really you wouldn't buy another ccs car no nope, i think i would go tesla other than tycon interesting wow. yep. it's breaking news ladies and gentlemen breaking yep. news. you heard it here first fired. <laughs> <laughs> so well yeah we'll we'll have to talk about what about rivian okay i would own a, yeah, that that's funny because my ultimate two-car garage dream garage is a rivian r1t quad motor and a porsche tycon gts sport turismo both of which are CCS. Should we talk some news while we're on the topic of Rivian? Yes, let's touch on this. I know he's going to say. I've (laughs) known about this for a little while, by the way, and it was under embargo, so I couldn't say anything. But I just knew that this was going to go so downhill, so fast. And before we even tell you what it is, I have seen not one positive post about this in any forum, and people are canceling their reservations like crazy. Yep, I was going to say the same thing. On the Rivian groups on Facebook, literally, I think 99% of the people who have reservations at this point have canceled them or say yeah, they're going to Here's the them. thing. If you have an early reservation, do not cancel it. Give it to me. <laughs> I, I want it. It's still cheaper than a Tycon GTS. It is. Yeah. It's $60,000 cheaper, even maxed out, With more than the Tycon out. I'd be buying. That is interesting. When you think about the money... Other things could buy. But anyways, the story is Rivian is basically increasing their prices. Um, and so now instead of starting at 67.5 for the quad motor like standard battery, that's now what is that now the price for the dual motor? And the standard battery is now 17% more, um, 17 to 20% depending on the spec. But so my it's... understanding, because I don't think Rivian did a good job communicating this. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, you can no longer get a five seat um, R1S. That's so the that's biggest now... miss in yep. my opinion. And, yep. and now that's five grand for a seven seat. It's it was a, it's something like that. Yeah, uh, three grand. I don't know, but it's you can no longer get a cheaper R1S. Mm-hmm. On top of that, I think the dual motor standard battery the the smaller battery is the same price as what used to be the middle spec battery, the 130 kilowatt hour ish for motor car. That is correct. That's exactly crazy. What they do. And to be honest, I don't think that's bad pricing. I think that's what it honestly should have been because we've all been saying how much of a bargain this truck yeah. is at 75 grand maxed out or whatever it came out. I was like, this is amazing. How could they do this? And the answer was, they can't. <laughs> they can't. Yeah. I mean, they announced pricing four years ago. So, I mean, it was a long time that we've known about the price on this car. And then, you know, the economy and the, and a lot, the pandemic. I mean, a lot has changed. In yeah. Four years. Yeah. So much has happened. So, I, I think the sad part is, like, most of us saw this coming. But it still hurts when it comes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a pretty big price 
jump. I mean, it's a very big price jump. I mean, now an R1S can easily be over $100,000. Yeah. Uh, yeah easily. So, so I think the question is not so much is the pricing out of line. I believe it's what the pricing should have been. However, that doesn't mean that this is all okay. What Rivian has said is even if you reserved early days, I think first edition owners get like a $5,000 discount or something like that. So like they're kind of not really compensated. But like if you reserve this truck and you've been waiting for it and a lot of people are stretching for Rivian. Yeah, for years. And now it's just like they're not saying, oh, you reserved it. So you get locked in at the earlier price. It's you reserved it. We told you it was going to be this price. And uh, just because you went early enough, sorry, it's now more expensive. That just doesn't seem fair. Yeah. It's like a 12 grand jump, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. All for like free market Jeez. capitalism, charge whatever you want. But like that's such a – it's a shift after hours trading because they're a public company. They're playing around with this now. And as much as I am excited to review the truck and it's not going to change my review of it, I think they went about this in a way too harsh way and just kind of didn't communicate this properly to prospective owners, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. The early, the early, early reservation holders probably should have been locked into price. And then they kind of ramp it up as you go along. You got closer to people who just reserved yesterday or no, even six months ago. And then no, maybe the, their prices are not locked in, but I, I agree. I think someone who if you reserved this thing three years ago, you should probably get that price honored at this point. Yeah. I just think this is going to backfire in a bigger fashion than they thought from their most loyal customer base before they even get their truck are feeling dissuade. Um, so look, Tesla's done it. Is this just Tesla round two? Yeah. But I will say Tesla has also honored a lot of their, pricing when they change it when you've already been promised a price they usually let you keep the cheaper price and i think one's even gone and said if there's ever an issue with price the company should take the hit and you know what that's the best way to do it from messaging i'm not saying tesla's always done this i've certainly seen examples where people have been screwed um but this just seems like it could have been done so much better and the couple thousand dollars a car whatever they're gonna hit i I get it. They need to make money. I just, I, I don't know. Something feels fishy to me. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though. I bet you current owners are just jumping for joy because their truck just went up like a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there, there might be some people trying to flip them now, to be honest. In, oh, dude. Like, reality, you know, if, if any non-employees have taken delivery, which I think a handful of people have. Yes. I don't think it was very many. But... Can we see if there are any for sale? I've never actually looked. I was going to say, I've not looked, <laughs> but that's a really good idea. Like, your truck just got a lot more valuable. Dude, I see one a day out here now. Yep. Really? Oh, really? I see so many R one T's. I've never seen now. one in. I've um, never seen one in person. Oh, dude! I see like I think just this week I've seen like fifteen to twenty. I mean, I was <laughs> I was with Forrest the first time I saw one in person at that charging station by that grocery store I went to, and yeah. then I saw a yellow one in Denver just chilling, um, and then on my EV six road trip was the third one I saw in person, and then got to actually talk to the owner as he was coming back out to it with his pack of IPAs. We had a great conversation about craft beer and then talked about his truck. Uh, <laughs> I hope he's wearing flannel too. He, yeah. yeah uh, no, he's wearing a really heavy jacket because it was five degrees and our vehicles were just charging oh. at like crawling speeds because it was so freaking cold. <laughs> um, yeah. And it was I don't see any Rivians for sale. <laughs> yeah. 
I wouldn't be surprised to see one up on like an auction website, like bring a trailer or cars. Dude, I was about to say bring a trailer. Yeah. You know, I think that'll be the first place we see one for go sure. I'm surprised because Lucids are in, or at least there were multiple for sale used. Oh yeah, uh, I've seen uh, at least a couple come through my place of employment. Uh, oh really? In California. Yeah. Wow. We have not bought them. But, you know, they we've seen them. Have you put the- big numbers on them? Uh, pretty pretty decent numbers. I mean, it's a pretty in demand car, so we're not too worried about you know the desirability behind it, especially out in California. Yeah. Dude, that is funny that I've seen more RNTs, like way more RNTs than have Lucids. I've only seen one Lucid ever, and it was the one I filmed. I've seen a Lucid out here in Raleigh. Really? Really? <laughs> yeah. The first one I ever saw. Well, we it's saw funny. The... Lucid in Vegas. Yeah, and it was gold, and it was uglier than I expected. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I don't like the back. I, yeah, the I, back. Uh, that... Uh... That was the issue. They should have backed in. They made the mistake of pulling into a spot, and then me and Kyle were walking by, and we're like, "That's ugly." And you know what? That car is magically efficient. Yeah, yeah. unbelievable. That's the range everyone thinks they need, even though they don't. Well, that's the thing. It's Tom did. Tom did seventy miles an hour, five hundred miles. We have yet to test the car. For some reason, they just are afraid to send us one. I don't know. Send us one, Lucid. We've been waiting. Cold in Colorado. Yeah, but it's nice. It was 70 degrees today. <laughs> Just not today. like 400 and something miles. It's amazing what know. the temperature does for some things. Um, oh, even my like, Mini is so much happier in 70 degree weather. <laughs> mini at over five miles per kilowatt hour. Yeah, Dude, uh, the way into work, I was like 5.7, I think. Wow. So it was huge. Yeah, it was, it was extremely efficient. It's a million mile range Mini Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> on the note of a, work not as bad not on as the good. note of efficiency Forrest, i wanted to talk about the ev6 you had recently because that was rear wheel drive right yeah and yeah dude, was that, that was that was really really efficient because you had you had, you had an all-wheel EV6, drive ionic 5 drive. and then you oh, had a rear wheel okay. drive ev6 mm-hmm. so how first of all compare those cars in terms of your opinion but also the efficiency and range and stuff Okay, so obviously with one being the Hyundai, the EV6, the Hyundai is like from a practicality and look standpoint and like interior feel, I would have the Hyundai all day long over the EV6. Interesting. I I was going to say in photos, I like the EV6 interior better. It's nicer. It looks like sportier. But like once you're in the Ionic 5 and you realize, man, it feels like a lounge in here. It's yeah. such a unique and cool experience. And the EV6 just feels like a normal sporty car. You know what yeah. I mean? So like the yeah, Ionic 5 has that same level of like uniqueness that like a Tesla does, which I think is really, uh, well, really cool. The glass roof probably helps a lot with that. I know the EV6 does not get a full yeah. glass roof. So that, no, it's super dark in there. That's yeah. my That's my thing for having been in every... I haven't been the base model of either, but mid spec, I would choose EV6 over Ionic 5, but high spec, I would flip that. I like the Ionic 5 Limited, the one you had for us, better than the EV6 GT line. Now, the GT, I don't know. We'll see what happens with that. Yeah, we'll (laughs) see. But I know the EV6 rear wheel drive I had was super efficient. Like, basically, I could probably be in sport mode 100% of the time and still get like, 250 to 260 miles out of that thing. It was wow. really holding on to its range. And I think the best I saw 
I didn't do an official range test or anything. So just, just cruising around, I think the best I saw was like 3.4. That's hooning it. All right. So you guys want to, I'm so sorry to like interrupt. No, you're good. But I just got, you know, <laughs> and Forrest knows how this works. Occasionally we'll build out a schedule of cars to come up. And so then we can at least see what's coming. Here's what's coming over the next few weeks. XC40 recharge, Genesis G70 with the V6, Hyundai Santa Cruz, Volkswagen Golf R, Honda Civic Touring. Not exciting. Civic. Yes. (laughs) Dude, the new Civic is so good. The new Civic, yeah. It's supposed to be so good. I have only driven – actually, I think I've driven this exact car before. Uh, and I loved it. Thought it was great. The interior trim was amazing. Mm-hmm. Are you getting the manual or the auto? Uh, so we have an SI in the fleet that's on summer tires, so they're not loaning it out in the winter. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> just part of the building. And I'm like, please give us the SI. And they're like, it needs to be above a temperature for an X number of days before we can do this. Because they don't have an approved crap. winter tire for the SI. You got to live in the moment. I put my summer tires on yesterday and they will be on until friday when i will switch them back to winners my my car has its summer tires on for range testing and i probably won't switch them <laughs> there you go i mean we survived that road trip back from california on my summer tires through three snowstorms so you know that's crazy dude. sometimes don't take past luck for future planning yeah Correct. <laughs> that's nice dude but yeah, yeah that'll be a good lineup and that's just one you know that's half the cars the other half is we have trying to think what else we have coming uh i've booked a what do we have we have eqs now then i think we get i don't even remember we have f-150 king ranch maxed out it's gonna be sick Ooh, at the yeah. same time that we have the rivian because i wanted to do truck versus truck yeah. uh, we have r1t coming and we have i don't even know what else we have coming some other uh, new yukon which will be nice some other stuff yep i like the new yukon dude i would pick it over Silverado and Escalade. Well, Escalade depends on the trim, but yeah. But I think the Yukon's the one that people with money actually buy. Yeah, that don't want to be like showy, where it's a mm-hmm. little bit nicer than the than the suburban high country. Maybe a little bit more utilitarian and Denali trim, but has the chrome. But it's not like whoa, you're driving an Escalade. You must be from New York. And so yeah. I think <laughs> um, I love that you can get a diesel in them. I just wish oh. Super Cruise would make its way over to everything outside of the Escalade. Yeah, honestly, if Super Cruise was in the Yukon, I think it would outsell it. Escalade for sure. Totally agree. The only reason to buy the Escalade is Super Cruise. Yep. Yeah. I I, I agree. I've been in both uh, mm-hmm. recently, actually. And the Yukon, I actually prefer the interior of that car. It's just easier yeah. to look at. Yeah. But the AKG sound system in the Escalade is pretty phenomenal, though. <laughs> no, if you're I a big sound person, experience guy, that. Yeah. it's super good, dude. Really? Because even the Bose is pretty good in the standard trucks. Oh, dude, it's really good. I think it's easily one of like top three I've tested. Number one being like the S classic Burmester. Yeah, that was good. Oh, we had yeah, the that. 3D one. Acura yeah. sound systems are always pretty good. Mm, the the, um, what's name. this called again? Name. Uh, Acura, I forget exactly what they call it. ELS, uh, isn't it? Yeah. 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 ELS Studio, okay. I think is the yeah, new one. Yeah, sounds about right. Mm-hmm. We had the, yeah. the Type S, which was pretty fun. So the. I heard the new I one really, is I really want to experience a high-end Wagoneer because our Wagoneer we had was the base. With it was these... so base, we crashed it. Yeah, we so get it out of here. 
Yeah. So we need we need a high end Wagoneer. And I want to hear because our base Wagoneer with the Macintosh sound system, it was the base Macintosh. So that's interesting. Oh, that are you have. saying that? Isn't it Macintosh? Mac- Macintosh. It it's, Mac- it's, it's, it's spelled Macintosh. So. But it's, it's for like McDonald's. <laughs> it's not McDonald's. Good grief. It's um, Macintosh. The Macintosh, Macintosh sound system is both the bass and the upper. And the bass one was still good, mostly that in the bass. Great. No, the bass was amazing. The extension was incredible. The highs and mids, whatever. I really want to hear the high-end Macintosh sound system. Um, other ones that imp- impress me are like Lexicon and Genesis. And so what actually what shock? I want to hear the Civic sound system actually because the the Honda Accord hybrid with the premium Bose system I thought was terrible. It was literally fatiguing. Um, so it's it's interesting that I feel like most premium sound systems were pretty good, but that one was just sad. Um, and what else? Oh, the new Model S sound system was phenomenal in the Plaid. Um, even Kyle's Model 3 sound system has improved with that software update, which is pretty cool that you can do that after yeah. the fact. And Did then... you know who has... I'm sorry, I thought you were done. Oh, no, no. no. I'm, just say, <laughs> I, I, I'm, excited, I'm excited about Rivian next. Not just the truck sound system, but also the Bluetooth speaker. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I was just going to say, you know who has a really good sound system? Like in, let's say, if you went to like a small car, like between Honda Civic, Corolla, Mazda 3. The Mazda 3 Bose is like really, really good. Yes, it is. Yeah. It bumps. And Dude. I have a Mazda 3 turbo hatch, like when it first came out like a year or two ago. That's the car. Dude, I love that car. I, I drove know. that car around at full throttle like a maniac everywhere, <laughs> bombing up back roads. Honestly, I probably would have bought it if it was a manual transmission, but it was six-speed auto only, which was yeah. the only letdown. It's a good auto, but it's a little bit old school. Um, and it yeah. does have full torque converter lockup, and it does do blips on the downshift. But that car with that system mm-hmm. was great. Yeah, dude. The, the, I think the auto is just not sporty enough for how good that car is. But it makes so much torque throughout the rev range where you kind of just leave it in drive, hit the sport toggle, and just map your foot the whole time. Yeah, it feels like a little diesel. Yeah, it, but it, <laughs> like it's it's quick, but it's not fast. Like it's not like whoa. You you do need every ounce of power that car can give you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it is a solid cruiser. Like the way they tuned it for like that torque wave is just like it's if nice you lock it in like manual fifth on the highway instead of sixth and you do like a 2500 rpm max mm-hmm. throttle it just goes like like you said like a diesel it's amazing yeah dude i really want to drive that car i did the cx you know, i drove the cx30 and that was a good car although we had some weird wop- we had some weird drivetrain stuff happening when we tried to drive because it really sporty. They took sporty. the Mazda 3 hatch drivetrain and then lifted it, and it felt like they didn't adapt anything. So when I got the car <laughs> fully loaded up, it had these half shaft shakes like a Model X. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember yeah. Ben's used to do that. Yep, it felt identical to that. Basically, the Model X for much cheaper. Than the... <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> yeah, CX-30 is good, but I you know, honestly... the. I'm, you know, I like Mazda, but the CX-30 styling is not aging well in my head versus mm-hmm. Mazda 3 hatch. And even the sedan, every time I see one, I'm like, that just looks good. And I'm not really a sedan guy, but the so hatch is just great. Design, two-car solution. My neighbors, 
not well, they live in on the other side of my neighborhood have a Maverick and a Mazda three hatch. Good wow. two car solution That's right cool. there. That's nice. Yep. That's when Maverick you like these. You yeah, yeah you you know like the the afford the, the affordability on both those cars. Like the, the bang for buck on both those cars. That's what I'm trying to say. It is for so sure. good. It was the smart enthusiast choice. Yes. Yep. Yeah, dude. I, their new CX-50 is going to do so well. It looks amazing, dude. I can't like, wait for that. It really does. Compared and to like an Outback? Sheesh. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I can't get behind these wilderness trims. No. I mean, the Forester Wilderness makes more sense than the Outback Wilderness. I think that one is the one to get out of the two, but the Outback is just super boring, dude. I'm the, I'm the guy who likes to just troll everyone. I would love to do a BRZ Wilderness build. I mean, they people do that. Just go to dirt fish. Like a rally BRZ. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Lift it. Throw on thirty threes. Yeah. Dude, imagine like a wilderness WRX, like a straight up like rally version. That'd be sick. I feel like yeah, someone could do that. Yeah, I don't know, uh, Forrest. What do you think of like Subaru's booth at the LA Auto Show? Like, did you think Their it was booth, like with the leave with the like uh, virtual the crazy, on the ground? The crazy floor. <laughs> like the whole booth was like a screen. I've wild and the puppies, the puppies. Yeah, they do have puppies. Yeah, man. <laughs> I thought it was very appropriate and very Subaru. They always, yeah. they always nail it on the head when it comes to like their, their customer base. They know exactly. Remember what that cross track commercial where they were running around in a field, like dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my favorite one's when the dogs are driving over there. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, we live in Subaru territory here. I'm kind of Subaru'd out. We have some Subarus coming for reviews soon, I think. The Wilderness? I don't actually know. We have a BRZ, an STI, a new WRX, and, yeah, maybe maybe an Outback Wilderness or Forester Wilderness. Yeah. Probably Dude, forest please take that STI, like, take it on some, like, rally-type adventures. <laughs> please. Well, here's the thing. I don't want to, so we can do that, but I would really want to make sure the paint is protected before we do that. That's and true. the thing is, with Colorado, Subaru doesn't operate a press fleet like centralized out of here. They bring the cars up from Arizona. And so if we damage a car, like it, it gets down for weeks compared to other cars that we grab from here just because mm. we're in the region. So we might be we might have to be a bit more mindful of the STI not damaging that car. That's Dang. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, you, can, you want Jordan, and I'm just not gonna wreck it. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think of what car I would be most excited to. I mean, honestly, all I can think about right now is the Rivian. Um, mm. I mean, EQS is great, but just Rivian to me. I want to is... drive any good. Yeah, Mike, you I really wish I need, could drive that one. You need, yeah, fly out here tomorrow. Well, <laughs> hey, you know what I'm going to write in? Speaking of electric Mercedes, I don't know if I can actually say it, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, in a week's time or so, I'll be in the EQS SUV. Oh, yep. that's cool. Well, riding in it. Drive it. I think I have to ride in it, but I'm yeah. going to film a video. Nice. That's going to be awesome. That is intriguing. Yeah, if, it fixes, if it fixes oh, the yeah. styling, who would buy the sedan? <laughs> well, I just hope it's yeah. it looks like a GLS, but electric. No one's seen. That's it. what I think it will look like. Like that's I hope. when I was just when you said that, I'm like, it's going to be a GLS that's electric and 
maybe a bit more air efficient in the front. We like just got a GLS in our fleet this week here in Colorado, and it looks stellar. Is it a is it a five fifty or is it the six cylinder? It's the base base engine, but it's on AMG pack big wheels. Yes, twenty two, twenty threes, maybe. I, I want to say twenty twos or twenty threes, but they feel, I don't think they're twenty threes because they're not the monoblocks. But this thing looks hot. Dude, it's not those like dinner plate wheels, is it? No, it's not that because it's not a mobster. Uh, I love those wheels though. I think they're yeah. so cool, like <laughs> like mobster. Oh yeah, That's yeah. Cool. I so did we already? Yeah, we already talked about the the twenty fours on the freaking S or not, I want to call it an av- avalanche, but the Silverado EV twenty fours. Um, yeah, I wonder if that'll come to any other if any Mercedes, other vehicle will try to sure. do that big. Thing yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. EQG launches with 24s for the base. <laughs> that's a car. That's a car I legit can't wait for. Is the EQG? Is that what's going to be called? Just the G Wagon Electric? Yep. EQG. Yep. Um, we're well, going to be over on the production line in July. Yeah. So, where is that in Austria? Yep. Yeah. That's going to be great. So what do we have for news? Because I think we've talked about everything we've been driving. I don't think we've been. Oh, I guess I could talk a little bit about uh, 100,000 mile Model 3. Yeah, I did. I wanted to touch on that before. There's not much news. We talked about Rivian already, but um, Model 3. So, yeah, it's at 100 and what? 106,000 miles now? Roughly. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's been well, uh, especially for a 2019, like that's four times the miles most Teslas I've run into have. Well, and it doesn't ever get driven. The thing sits for six months at a time, <laughs> right? We just pull it out for road trips. Yeah. It's crazy. So how's that testing going for you? Yeah, well, I did the degradation test yesterday, which is the first test. Um, I put on the stock wheels and everything, and it's only lost about 10% capacity from new. Wow. That's really over, good. Over 100,000 miles. And a That's lot of fast charging. But Kyle will get into those details in his video, I'm sure. I'll have a full video. I already have a five-hour, five-and-a-half-hour live stream of me doing that if you really want to go to sleep. <laughs> we had at one point like hundreds of people watching me just drive around in circles draining the car down. <laughs> Tesla, we had such a great time. It was awesome. You have a question for us? I, yes, I have a question. <laughs> <laughs> I raised my hand because I don't want to interrupt. Um, okay, I really want to know because Kyle probably knows more about this than I do. And I've just been so, it's one of these things where I kind of got sucked into like following the progress of this. But new Model Y from Gigafactory with the new cells. Yes. What is your opinion on that whole thing? And like, do you think this different cells are going to be super significant? No but we'll have to test the car. It's not going to impact anything day to day. Your ownership experience of the car will be no different at all. The big question is going to be, you know, the car already has enough power and can probably make more power than it does. So discharge is not going to be affected at all. They've already tuned the car to the power levels that they want. Now they may software unlock it to say the 4680 cars are a little bit faster, but again, the cars are already pretty fast. Then you get to, uh, efficiency, which you don't gain that much, or you're not losing that much efficiency in, in battery pack transmission. There is some, anytime you transfer energy, there's a loss and it's I squared R is the calculation. And it is basically the, um, the more current that you pull, the more heat loss that you have on a logarithmic curve. And so you'll always have losses in transmission. There's nothing you can do against that. 
then there's also um, forgive some of the noise here. There's also, um, you know, I guess you're charging, which is potentially going to become a benefit because especially with Ionic 5 and Tycon and e-tron on the market showcasing these really fat charging curves, we have not seen Tesla uh, display anything like that. They are not a leader in charging right now. Uh, and then lastly, you have cell longevity. But if you look at the current cells now, at least on my car, it's about 1% for every 10,000 miles. And a lot of that was front loaded and now it's leveling off. So I imagine that will actually decrease uh, as time goes on. But um, it's like, what, how much better could it really get? It's not, what, what are you looking for basically? Yeah, that's super interesting. Because I'm just curious because like, they mentioned something about efficiency improvements. So like with that, if that doesn't increase the overall range of the car, would that just mean like it does a better job at hitting the EPA range or something? So yeah, like basically it, it will increase your usable range if the car is more efficient. Uh, but I don't think we're talking anything major. Now what possibly could happen is with the 4680 design is they could figure out a way to put a bigger battery in the Model Y from a and they've already done this they've upped the battery pack capacity but i don't think it needs any more i mean at the end of the day what i would rather see tesla 2 is put less material in the car increase efficiency and not put such a big battery in there i think we need to get away from massive battery evs and into smaller battery quick charging approaches and i think that's where Ionic 5 and EV6 shine in an extent where maybe it's a little bit of ahead of its time where our infrastructure isn't there to support these big distances like you experienced, Forrest. But I think they made a conscious decision to put a smaller battery pack in the car and to keep prices lower. And I hope Tesla kind of takes that approach with the Model Y. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Especially because, like, I guess the new batteries are supposed to be, like, part of the structure. So that's super interesting. Well, it's scary because like if the battery packs are not replaceable, which I'm not saying – I'm not insinuating anything would be wrong. Tesla has the most forethought, the most data, the most stuff on this. But it is an interesting thought that you can't just pop out the battery pack and pop – you know, potentially break into it. That is a structural component. Um, but I'm sure they'll have provisions for service and maintenance on, on key components. Yeah, that's super interesting You know, because like let's say if you get into a wreck – and let's say it's not a total loss kind of wreck, but let's say it, it shifts some things around and it's like all of a sudden is your car totaled, you know? Yeah, but it already is that way. If you really oh. ding up a Tesla, they just write it off. And, and part of that's just because the, the market in the salvage uh, world is really high for Teslas. So the insurance company isn't really losing much by totaling out your car anyway. That's fair. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. I was really curious about that because I keep hearing a lot of hype around it. But I'm not sure if it's like I think deserving hype. Yeah, it might be deserving. Like when the car comes out, it might truly be amazingly revolutionary. I'm not convinced it needs to be. I think they can leverage the 4680s for efficiency, for battery pack, uh, cell density. I'm really excited about these structural components um, from a, a reducing cost of manufacturing. But as we've seen, that doesn't always get passed on to the consumer. So what do I really care if I'm paying the same price for the car? Um, and, you know, a lot of investors are caring about the 4680 because they have, you know, they have money skin in the game here. They need Tesla to make money on cars. <clears throat> Me, I don't own any Tesla stock. I don't care. I just want the car at the cheapest price. And um, I don't know. I, I think it's not a bad decision, but 
I think the cars today are, are going to hold their value just fine. And you'll probably be able to get into a car today in a car with 4680 and not even know the difference. Yeah, I think a lot of people are hoping for Tesla to be one of the pe- <clears throat> one of the companies with the cheap EV. But you know, from the latest earnings call, it sounds like Elon's just not even thinking about "quote unquote" Model Two, whatever it was going to be called. Um, so I think it's I think we're we're probably not going to look to Tesla for the cheap entry level EV. Yeah. But I don't think well, we necessarily have to. Are, I mean, I guess Model Three right now is quite expensive, but you could buy a used model s it's just like if you stretch to get a tesla the thing that people um sometimes don't always look at when you're shopping for cars is the initial cost versus your overall cost and the overall cost of a tesla is really extremely unbelievably low even without the federal tax credit which i think is proof that you don't need a federal tax credit for electric cars yeah Yeah. because resale value and I mean, even also, with like, Tesla, why would I want to subsidize some other rich person's, you know, Tycon for seventy five hundred dollars. He doesn't need the help, and I'm not that guy. <laughs> you know me. I, I definitely lean more towards right fiscally. However, uh, I definitely am not a fan of, of incentivizing or putting tax credits on electric cars, um, which I guess maybe does make me lean more towards the right. But I think we need cash on the hood for <laughs> lower income people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, that's fair. That's super fair. Um, Cool. Well, reason I was asking, um, you're buying a this car. Will, this will be between us and I guess the people who hear this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we did the the first step in getting a Y and the expected deliveries in August. No way! Congrats. That's so awesome, big. man. You're in Texas. Will you be able to take delivery in Texas? No, I'm in California, dude. Oh, that's right. You moved. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? Yeah. Look at this. I, I don't. I don't know, dude. Yeah, is that a new house forest? Yeah, dude. You like that? On the TikTok salary. <laughs> so, um, so you you talked about prior, like you've at least you talked to me about Rivian ID4 all wheel drive, sort of Ionic Five EV6, and now you're looking at Model Y. What was the mind process to bring you to that point? Dude, my top three that I was going back and forth between was the Y, EV6, and ID4. Um, Maki, I like Maki. Maki's really, really good. It's just, I don't know, dude, something... No, no, it came down to the fact that, like, I, I couldn't find any dealer that wasn't charging, like, over 10 grand for yeah a Maki. First, that one was seeing the highest markups, at least in my area, than all the others. EV6 around here was about five grand over sticker. Uh, ID4, they were selling at sticker, which was great, like at MSRP. Um, uh, da, 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 da. And then so I think why we, I model think like, Y over so ID4? I guess so. Having a baby, we are just going to need to like a ton of space for just things, strollers, <laughs> you know, anything and everything, dude. And plus, we have our dog too, so that's just like a lot of stuff. And out of everything we saw, the Y has the most storage space. Um, I felt like I had the most room in the Y cubic feet wise I may or may not be accurate, but like I can sit behind myself, put my feet under the seat and then recline the back seat, which was like really nice. There are some cars where like you could do one or the other. So like EV6, you can recline the back seat. My feet didn't really fit under the floor. It's kind of like low. Um, same thing with Ionic 5. Actually, Ionic 5 was like a little bit better. Um, and 
Clubhouse. I like that you can charge with pretty much any network with the Model Y with the like adapters and stuff. Um, yeah, that's I think a, for me, after that EV6 road trip, I was like, I mean, I know it wasn't a major route, but I, after all my experiences, which are not near as, I guess, extensive as Kyle's, I just have this affinity towards the Tesla network. Um, I just really like that it just works mm-hmm. and you know what to expect, maybe. You know, I um, drove yeah. that Model 3 for the first time in a long time just by myself yesterday and did five and a half hours, you know, a road trip. And I was just like, yeah, it's noisy. The seats are amazing. The interior is amazing. The UI, even though it's shit, is amazing because this new update. <laughs> the new update. Yeah. That's what I've heard. But it's still better than anything else out there. And I was just like, holy smokes. Like sometimes I, my Model 3 is like my mental reset. It's actually what I compare like mentally a lot of cars to because it's just to me like it's the new 3 Series. It's the new, this is what a car should be. And mm-hmm. it is so good. Yeah, I think the only issue I have is well. Sorry, you kind of went out. What? Oh, for TikTok stuff, they always do well for us. You'll be able to get you know cool videos with it. Yeah, I'll I'll make some videos on it. I think. um, I think another thing I'm kind of. What are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Go away. Dog life. What is she doing? Okay. Anyways, come here. What was I even saying? Oh, the biggest thing I don't like. So like, you know, the things that people complain about, I totally agree with. So like, I hate the fact that it looks like, at least out here in California, it looks like every other car. Because at a stoplight, there's like 10 Teslas and it just sucks to like look like a drone. You know what I mean? And um, what else? The, The interior admittedly is a little too basic for me. I would like to have something with a little more style pizzazz. Um, same thing with the backseat. The backseat is just so simple. There's nothing much going on back there. Yeah. The whole car is just really simple. I'm like, man, I'd like it to be a little bit more cool. Like a Mach-E has like a really cool interior setup. EV6, Ionic 5, really cool interior setup. Yeah. So like those are things I'm missing out on. Um, the other car is a little bit quieter when you're driving on the highway. Um, the suspension on the other ones are a little bit better. But as like a product, using it like day to day, especially since like, I'm not going to be driving it all the time, but when I do drive it, I don't want to spend a lot of time like maintenance, ma- it. Or when I have a kid, I don't want to use a separate app to like find my charging stations on the way to like a new place. Yeah. Sort of plug it into the navigation and just go. Especially with, a, too, especially with a kid. Um, so I don't know. I think with all that in mind and it's the cheapest to charge. So, there's that in the world. Hold on. Someone's here. All right. We can mute the forest while he does that. Yeah, I'll mute for it. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I, I think on that note, like, I think Tesla's are just kind of the easiest to own at this point. And I don't think that it, it depends what you do, I guess. If you're just charging from home, they're all going to be about the same because yeah, you're, not, if you're not going on a ton of long road trips. And even if you are on the coasts, any EV can do it now. Yeah. Yeah. But as far as the, the, I guess, the average person who just doesn't want to think about owning a car, Tesla just really works. And I, I do agree. Like, Kyle, your Model 3 is kind of like this mental reset. From a lot of parameters, it is a genuinely good car to drive. It's also the 
first quote-unquote mass market EV. It's just, it covers a, a lot of bases. Rips. It is so <laughs> fast. And now I have yeah. this little like secret button that puts it in track mode like instantly. So I go, boop, track mode, big skids. And it's just like, it. it's such a Hoonigan type vehicle. I can go sideways at 130 miles an hour and it loves it. <laughs> or I could like cruise and have like a super efficient drive. It's It has this level of capability breadth of capability that almost no other car i've driven has and i will say it's not the quietest on the highway and it's not the most comfortable car from a suspension standpoint but then again from a passive suspension it shreds up a back road faster than almost anything i've had model threes on the dragon i've had model threes up here in the canyons nothing's been able to keep up with that model three up here in the canyons 911s what you know and, and a lot of it's you know who, who's driving the other cars and how how hard are they willing to push it but like this thing moves. It's it's a capable car. And, You're a Model uh, Three. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, dude. You have the performance, right? Yep. Nice. Need, so, Forrester, did you go a uh, long range model? Yeah. One? Yeah, I went long range. I, I, I would love to go performance, but I'm just. It's not needed. Yeah. You know, Especially yeah. in Model Y guys, the performance is definitely. Because there's no track mode in Model yeah, Y performance, exactly. even though you Elon's. Don't get any <laughs> yeah, dude. And because it's going to be our family car, I'm like, well, my wife doesn't like a harsh ride. I know that's automatically going to be a harsh ride with a lower suspension, <laughs> yeah. bigger wheels, thinner tires. And so I'm like, well, this is the one car I probably won't be like hooning around. And then maybe, yeah, no, maybe later in a few years, I can get the, the hoon around car. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. dude. So I just, I it, it was just it was a good, like, what was that? The dual motor Y is the way to go. And we got a friend yeah. who makes some sick wheels uh, for that car. So you don't have to ride around on the ugly stock ones. Yep. We went with uh, the black ones, the Gemini. Oh, okay. You did oh, put the 20s? The nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, they look cool. It takes a range hit, but I mean. Yep. Still look range. Range. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what, that's what I'm curious, dude. I'm curious if the August time frame is going to have anything to do with those new batteries or if it's going to be the current setup. That'd be cool or if you get the Austin car. Dude, if I did, you already know, like, I'm going to let you guys make some videos with it. I'm going to make we'll videos. we be there with it. immediately. <laughs> It'd be cool. But, and obviously, since we do this for work, you can pretty much write a huge chunk of it off anyways. Yep. Yeah. Because I'll be, yeah. I'll be uh, quote unquote, driving this to all of my events. Yep. I, I love I love the Y. I still think it's really funny that can you still get it as a seven seater? Is that yeah. still an option? Yeah, but it's such a dumb option, dude. Because I've I have sat in person. I have I sat know. in the seventh seat of a Model Y, and that was an experience I will never forget. People in that car. We had seven people in a Model Y, and it was so weird being in the third row of a Model Y and looking to my left, looking over the line of the trunk because the trunk is like here. And so my head is sticking out above the trunk. And so to close the trunk, I have to do this. No. Just yeah. crunch my head down and that, that works. So the, the the third row, you know, the the big asterisk because it's for seven-year-olds basically. Um, <laughs> and even then, the people in the second row had to be scooted all the way to the front just for the third row to have any sort of leg room. It's the weirdest thing. Dude. I don't know why it's an option, but it is. <laughs> That's almost as weird as when Model S owners stuck their children in the trunk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Facing the wrong way. Yeah, facing yeah. the wrong way. Facing like 
looking into the eyes of the car that's going to rear into you. <laughs> yeah. So it actually had reinforced chassis in the rear and it was safe oh. from like a tested perspective. However, uh, this was back when I actually was working at Tesla and owners would, we would hear a lot of complaints of owners, kids like throwing up because they didn't bother to put air vents in the back. So you're like facing the you can't see where you're going, and you're like hot, baking in the sun, and there was no airflow. <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> Dude, it just sounds so like torturous with the egg. Yes, it, it yeah. really was. I, yeah. I would, and you can retrofit the third row, and I think still a current Model S. Which is really funny. I just saw the third, rear-facing third row Model S yesterday. In a, really? walking by in a parking lot. Yep, the rear seats are up. I'm like, ah, I forget that's always an option until I see yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. It's one of those weird things, yeah. I mean, after that after that EV6 road trip, I was like, I love the EV6, but if I, I don't know, if money was sort of an object, I would just do long-range Model S. That's like my current yeah. like favorite electric car, I think. Yeah. Just, yeah. All the improvements. It is still a little pricey if I think about it, but it just works and great range, like four hundred miles, sort of asterisk. If on... you get those arrow wheels, <laughs> yeah, yeah, janky wheels, yeah. But Bobo I'm, wheel. I'm a huge fan. Yeah, dude. Um, so I definitely support, you know, Model Y. I mean, right before I came down to see you, Forrest, I was talking <laughs> with my friend in uh, San Francisco who has his third Model Y now. And just mm-hmm. he just keeps driving Model Y. He loves them so. Yeah, it's time. just like like the best way I can think of it because once once I looked at everything else, I was like, dude, it's like I have the same issue with uh, my phone, right? Everything I have is Apple and sort of like connected, and it's just easy for what I do. Yep. And there's so many times when I'm just like, dude, like I would buy like a Pixel or like a Huawei or some of these yeah. super cool <laughs> like other phones that are just so much better, like just on paper. You know what I mean? Just other things about them are better, like the way it works, the things you can do, or like the new flip phones that are like, or foldable phones. Yeah. But then I'm just like, dude, but like an iPhone just works. It just works. It just does what I need it to do. I don't have to think about it. And like, exactly. just like Tesla, it has its own lightning plug. It just works fast. Yeah. Just, right. I, I was on that <clears throat> road trip with Imad, who has a Galaxy Fold 3. So the giant fold phone. Oh, super cool phone like i love using it but then he's like oh i gotta figure out how to get these videos to my computer and i was like oh i just airdrop everything having to yeah, think dude. like some other people yeah like, tesla's the literal iphone of cars and like honestly that's that's like a very good thing for them yeah oh 100 percent. that's an excellent comparison for people Guys, like, some people say that's an insult but I saw like a new Model S today. I couldn't tell if it was a plaid or not from a distance, but it had the new 21-inch wheels on it in mm-hmm. black. And it's like, that's the car. That oh, thing yeah. So with the black trim, those cars look so good in black. Even the Model 3 and Model Y with the 20-inch Gemini wheels, like, look amazing. Yeah. Yep. The, fact, the fact the overall Model S was designed in 2009 and it still looks good, that's huge. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see the new oh, taillights? I don't like them as much. I don't headlights, yeah. I don't like the headlights, the tail at, or the head, tail lights. Yeah, yes. they could have done something I think it's a downgrade. Mm-hmm. Same. Yeah, it's weird. But Matrix functionality is now legal in the U.S. or about to be. Whoa! Yeah, like, I think it's official. Yeah. Yeah, it's legal. 
which is with, awesome. Uh, so like with the like the e-tron like sportbacks cool yes. lights and stuff. Yes, dude. Can have it as a software update. <laughs> Wait. So like because I think it's is it the e-tron sportback that's going it to happen like... right now. He's cutting out. <laughs> He's flying away. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to go uh, check on my piano. Yeah, we all <laughs> we all had the same reaction. We all just almost flew up to heaven when we heard about yeah. this. Yeah. I mean, really, it's just like the Mercedes S-Class headlights can finally have full potential. That's what matters. Yeah, that's, I can't cool. wait till Old the first car gets approved. So yeah. I, I'm curious. I don't really want to say what I just bought but uh, or ordered. I haven't paid for it yet, but it's on, on a, about to get on the ship on the way over here. But mm-hmm. do you think, Mike, or you guys, you know what I have. Do you think that will have software updatable matrix functionality? I hope so. Um I mean, I would imagine it'd be the same type of software. You might have to go to a dealer to do it. I mean, you might they might be able to retrofit it. I doubt it has it installed right now, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, but I, I bet agree. you could get it done. Yeah. Just a simple well, plug. I mean, it's it, going to be the same, head, you know? Yeah. yeah. I know that um, whenever I filmed eTron Sport Mac S, they were telling me that, like, I think that one had it in there. I was just waiting for the update because, like, it did the weird animation on the ground and on the wall. Yep. Um, But, like, dude, I want to see that other stuff where, like, when you blink and, like, the light lights up the next lane and then it, like, pulls over. It'll put the (laughs) on the road in front of you. Oh, yeah. yeah, Like, shows you where your wheels will be at. And it highlights pedestrians and it'll highlight lanes. And so, you know, we're, we we spent a a month in Europe last year. We're doing it again in July this year. Forrest, Mm -hmm. you should actually come for it because we're going to have a ton of Euro cars over there. It'd be kind of fun lined up. Yeah, come shoot TikToks. Let me know as long as it's not after I have a child. We'll be there for the whole month of July. (laughs) Okay, that'll be a few months before. So that could be cool. Perfect. And so we'll have some cool cars we're working on lining up, um, part of which includes driving G Wagons to the top of an off road course on a mountain so that'll be kind of fun nice. um, but we're going to awesome. do all the, the everyone gets to play around with the cool headlights nice. yeah i'm Perfect. so excited also granted the uh, situation in europe is okay by then yeah well that's the big thing right yeah. now it's like what's what's going to happen and it might actually be a good time to book some flights actually <laughs> <laughs> already <Yes>. did <laughs> yeah. i have not uh, obviously i don't think i know you, you like kyle will book his flight like three days before the trip before he's gonna leave so. three days is plenty i'm like three one hours. day <laughs> yeah <laughs> one day. um <laughs> this whole situation has caused gas to obviously yeah, go up pretty much around the u.s but dude really yeah yeah, at least by like twenty to thirty cents. I wouldn't yeah. know. I drive an electric car, dude. <laughs> yeah. How, how is it? How is yeah. it in California? <laughs> okay, Jordan, you know that gas station that's like walking distance from my place, right? Yeah, like on the corner. So I had to put gas in this S three yesterday. It only put in like five gallons. Gas was like five forty for premium, oh. <laughs> and in LA right now it's like six twenty. Oh my! A God. whole like dollar more in LA. Yep. I filled up the Sprinter today, and it was uh, five, uh, three thirty-six for diesel. Wow, three thirty-six. <laughs> I wonder what diesel so is up here. Yeah, Cal- I know Cal- we have pretty cheap gas. Yeah, I know regular here in North Carolina. I saw the last one I saw was three fifty-nine for regular. Wow. Jeez. Well, good thing I filled up the tank in that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't have any other gas cars to fill up. <laughs> How many um gallons is your sprinter? 
Oh, thanks, Jordan. Uh, it's only uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's like the song. It's like the Oscars. <laughs> I, I want to say it's 24, 26 gallons. I think 24 Ooh. gallons. That's a lot. <laughs> my 10 gallon tank. <laughs> yeah, hey, the, even my V90 had a small MVP. tank. Like it was like an 11 gallon, 12 gallon fill up. The Maverick Hybrid's only 13.8 gallons. So, you know, I, we, we get to meet a lot of like the engineers in our business. And I always ask them like, what's it like when you're running around the prototype mules and stuff. And they're always like, we never have room for a big gas tank. So they'll have like a four or five gallon gas tank. And they're like, we're always running out of gas. <laughs> That's funny. That is pretty funny actually. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I saw a, um, an, a, the new SLS camouflage on the road the other day, which is weird because they've, right. they've already like mm. unveiled it. Yeah. But it's doing testing in California. Yeah, it's just like a camo. I assumed it was a camo SLS or not, or not SLS SL. Oh, SL. Oh, okay, yeah. that makes sense then. Yeah. yeah that, so yeah, they probably just haven't ripped it off yet. Ripped the camo mm-hmm. off. Yep. That was interesting. Well, we've reached a bit over the hour mark, but um, yeah, thanks for joining us for the podcast, everyone, and uh, thanks for just hanging out, talking cars, talking news. And uh, we'll see you on the next one very soon. Cheers. Cheers. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.